Today is April 20th. It's 420 for those of you who are a fan of marijuana. And this is the 56th episode of the MMA Mike podcast. Last Saturday, April 17th, you know, we had a a good amount of fights. Uh, We had UFC fight night, Whitaker versus Gastelum. And I'll tell you what, this main event was a banger. It was really, really good. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people were watching both events. Maybe some people were just watching the Paul versus Askren fight. But I'll tell you what, this main event was a really, really good one. Back and forth, these guys threw an insane amount of punches at each other and were landing. And ultimately, what you saw was a beautiful unanimous decision win by Robert Whitaker. He just, his combinations were flawless. He, he was able to use great punching combos with, with uh, kick combos and even recorded a few takedowns on Gastelum to keep him honest. Uh, recorded a decent amount of control time with 4 minutes and 19 seconds. And, you know, Gastelum has great wrestling and uh, is strong there. And although, you know, Gaslam did get a takedown of his own, Whitaker popped right back up. You know, you saw a lot of great things from Whitaker in this fight with a tough guy in Gaslam. You know, these guys matched up against each other very, very well. And you saw an elite Robert Whitaker in there. And, uh, you know, he won every round on all three judges' scorecards. And you look at Whitaker and he's on a three-fight win streak with that win now. You know, after the loss to Adesanya in the in that championship fight, he beat Darren Till in a five round uh, main event in a fight night, and then beat a dangerous fighter in Jared Cannonier, and now just fought Calvin Gastelum, and you know beat him and beat him pretty well. You know, Gastelum, you know, although he had a little bit of a fight skid, he is one of the top guys in the middleweight division, and I think. You know, in the next year or so, we're going to see him be in the top five and sitting in in there after a few more fights. You know, he's number eight, but I really think he deserves to be, you know, in that top five when everything settles out and a bunch of matchups go through. I think he will be sitting in there and he'll have a bunch more wins underneath his record. But, uh, you know, you can't, you know, uh, knock on Kelvin Gastelum too much. He fought a great fighter in Robert Whitaker. I think Whitaker is the best guy in the middleweight division besides Adesanya. And I've been saying that for a little bit of time now. And uh, I think Whitaker deserves that rematch. I know people were talking about, you know, Marvin Vittori. Yeah, Marvin Vittori is on the uprise. He's number three. I say, you know, you make him fight Paulo Costa or maybe a Jared Cannonier, uh, and maybe have pa- uh, Costa fight Darren Till, since they both, you know, dropped out of their most recent fights. But Whitaker should not need to defend his number one contender spot. He's done it three times now. I think he deserves a rematch. I don't think you make that fight right away. You know, he had just had a five-round war. Uh, give him a little time, and uh, I'd like to really see what he could bring to the table in a rematch with Adesanya. And I think it's a little bit of a different fight. You know, I think there's a blueprint on how to beat Adesanya. Uh, although, you know, when Adesanya lost to Jan Blachowicz, it was close, don't get me wrong, and Jan, uh, it wasn't easy either, you know, Jan had to pull everything through, but I think there is a little bit of a blueprint, and if there's a guy to follow that blueprint, it's got to be Robert Whitaker, 
And uh, I think he's going to bring some some things into the table that could propose some problems to Adesanya. I am a big fan of Whitaker, so maybe I'm, you know, tooting his horn a little bit too much. But I'd love to see what he could do. And uh, I think it's, you know, time to give him the respect he deserves. And for Kelvin Gastelum, you know, I'd say, you know, take the time you need uh, after, you know, big war like that. But throw him right back in there. You know, he is good. I, you know, and he went five rounds with Robert Whitaker, who's the number one contender. I'd say, you know, give him a top five guy, you know. I'd have to take a look uh, deeper and see, who you know, who he has fought. And I'll do it right now. But, um you know, a guy that's caught my eye is Derek Brunson. You know, Brunson just beat Kevin Holland. Uh, Brunson's ranked number five. It's a guy in front of Kelvin Gastelum. Gastelum's ranked number eight right now. And um, a guy like Derek Brunson would be, you know, in my opinion, a guy for him to fight. Um, I'm just taking a look here. Uh, Before Kelvin Gastelum lost to Adesanya. He had wins over Jakar Souza, Michael Bisbing. Um, you know what? I really think you could uh, you could make that fight between Kelvin Gastelum and Derek Brunson. I think something like that would work great um, for sure, definitely. Maybe even Jared Cannonier, although I think that is a little tough. I mean could even make a fight with him and Paul Costa. You know, there, there's a lot of fights there is what I'm trying to say. And Kelvin Gastelum's exciting. And I, I, you know, I'm excited to see him get back in there for sure. So with that pick in the main event, that moves me to five and seven. I'm trying to get back to the 500 range and then go above uh, for my main event picks. Obviously, Whitaker being a, you know, rock for me in that in that situation. So moving on to the co-main event, you had Andre Arlovsky picking up a unanimous decision over Chase Sherman. It was a back-and-forth fight. You know, I thought both fighters had their moments, but ultimately the veteran and Andre Arlovsky got the W. And, uh, you know, I think Sherman's going to learn from this. He didn't look horrible, and he's going to evolve, you know. He's an up-and-coming prospect. And, uh, you know, I had a strange feeling about Arlovsky winning this fight a lot of the you know, pickers I watch were on the Sherman side, but for some reason I had Arlovsky in my in my head before I I made any picks or any of that. But I forget who I picked uh, originally. I think I probably went with Sherman, but Arlovsky with the the veteran uh, experience, you know, got the win in the middleweight division. Jacob Malkoon, the training partner of Robert Whitaker defeated Abdul Razak Al-Hassan by unanimous decision. And, you know, he went in there with the game plan of taking him down, controlling him, and doing what it takes to win. You know, Al-Hassan has knockout power. uh, And, you know, this is another loss for him. He lost a unanimous decision. He didn't win one round on any of the judges' scorecards. And I think that there is little debate for that. Uh, Malkoon had a great performance and looked good. You know, he moves to five and one. He's an up and coming prospect. Obviously, he has, you know, great capability and uh, potential. He is the training partner of Robert Whitaker, as I've said a couple times now, um, and really shows how good their ground game is. You know, he he went in there, controlled them, and did what it takes to win. Al Hassan now has four losses. I'm not sure what's next for him. He may be in danger of getting cut, but we will see. 
Moving on, in the women's flyweight division, Tracy Cortez picked up a split decision over Justine Kish. It was a good fight back and forth. You know, Kish looked like she was trying to get her, you know, grappling and submission game going on. But Cortez, you know, had the, the, the advantage a little bit on the strike. She had uh, about 11 more sh- significant strikes than Kish. Uh, and, you know, was was using her control time and, and the three takedowns she got. Uh, to pick up the split decision over Kish. Luis Pena picked up a split decision over Alexander Munoz. This was a back-and-forth fight. Uh, Munoz had more of the power, it seemed like. Um, he did, you know, Pena did have 10 more significant strikes than Munoz. It was a close fight, you know. Munoz had more strikes landed to the body than Pena. Um, it was back-and-forth, you know. He, Munoz landed more leg kicks, had more control time. But, you know, Pena kind of was marching forward a little bit. So it was a back and forth. I thought it could have went either way. I thought Munoz won the fight, but you never know with these judges. Alexander Romanov picked up a split decision, which was a little interesting because he suffered a low blow in the third round. And then the judges decided to just take what they had from the third round and score it. They gave the the fight to Alexander Romanov, Romanov via split decision. That was a little interesting how they did that. Jessica Penne picked up a win over uh, Lupi Godinez. Godinez, rather. I'm sorry. Um, You know, this was an interesting fight. You know, Penne went for her uh, grappling a little bit here. Uh, Although, you know, Godinez was throwing her down a little bit and seemed to have the striking advantage. Penne was, you know, looking to get that control time and, and doing what she could and attacking, you know, submissions. Gerald Mershart picked up a great guillotine choke over uh, Bartos Fabinski. That was a great win after, you know, what he's gone through. Austin Hubbard picked up a unanimous decision over Dakota Bush. And for the first fight of the night, Tony Gravely picked up a knockout win over Anthony Bierchak. So that is UFC fight night Whitaker versus Gastelum it was a very good card you know lived up to the expectations I thought that this fight was gonna be really really good unfortunately Jeremy Stevens fight with Drakkar Klaus had to be scratched from the card due to the push that Jeremy Stevens did on Drakkar Klaus at the weigh-ins unfortunate you know I think that fighters should not touch their opponent until the night of the fight when they get into the ring and then that bell rings and the fight starts but nevertheless uh, that fight didn't happen, and I'm sure the UFC will take care of it moving forward. Now, that was UFC Fight Night, like I said, but we also had another fight, which I brought up before, between Paul versus Askren. You know, and I'll, uh, I'll talk about this a little bit. I'm sure I'll talk about it in the future uh, when they announce other other fights for Jake Paul and whatnot. And, um, it, it, you know, it is what it is. Askren got knocked out. You know, I, I said... Paul is probably the stronger, faster boxer. He's probably more crisp. I just thought that Askren would be more durable than that. Um, but you know what? He got caught. It is what it is. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he just hasn't been used to getting hit in a little bit. You know, um, Askren. You know, believe it or not, did land actually a good strike. If you go rewatch the fight at the very beginning, he did land a nice overhand right on Paul. Um, and I, a little thing that I noticed and I started shaking my head when I saw it live was, uh, the ref did not let Askren tie up whatsoever. There was no clinching going on. 
they were stopping that instantly. They, you know, I think the ref was not going to allow that. And you could make your own assumptions about that, but I make the tie up with that with a uh, little bit of insight from Triller. So, you know, it is what it is. Paul caught him. Uh, I'm not going to like how Paul talks or any of that, but, you know, you got to give him a little bit of respect. He did knock out a guy who's tough. You know, we know Askren has shitty striking. Let's face it. I did think Askren was tough, and I thought Askren might be able to drag him to some deep waters, you know, and um, I think we everyone kind of thought, you know, Paul's going to get him out early or Askren's going to be able to drag him to deep waters, and that's that. I would like to see Paul face a, a, a really challenging fight. I don't think he will uh, for his next fight, and I don't blame him. Why not keep fighting these chumps and uh, keep making money? It's smart. I just hate the way he talks, you know. That's just me. Now, another thing is, is uh, I thought Askren probably could have continued, but that's really not too important anymore. I thought the ref, you know, made a little bit of an early stoppage, but that's not super important. I mean, the way he got rocked, he might have got dropped again. I don't know. Maybe it would have sharpened him up and made him realize, like, look, I got I to gotta get sharp here. I don't know. Askren's going to take it the way he is. He made a shit ton of money and, uh, you know. He's just got to deal with the, the fact that he got knocked out. But, look, he made a shit ton of money. And you know what? Paul's getting a lot more inten- uh, attention. And, you know, when I talked about this on the podcast last episode with Jack, uh, you know, I said this is kind of a lose-lose for him because if he wins, he's going to have to fight someone better than Ben, you know, or, you know, he's not going to really gain the respect by anyone. You know, if he goes to fight a YouTuber now, maybe besides KSI, you know, KSI might – be the right fight in a sense but if he fights anyone but a, a a fighter if he fights a youtuber that just looks bad and if he fights someone with worse striking than ben that looks bad too you know like dylan danis is talking but dylan danis is going to be the same thing ben Askren is you know personally i would and i understand he's probably not going to fight a boxer because he knows the risk to that and why not continue beating up guys and making money and getting a lot of views i understand that so he's probably going to try and fight another MMA guy and he's getting under all the MMA guy's skins and he's getting underneath my skin and all those fighters and he's going to try and fight an MMA guy as well and it's going to do the best views that any other matchup would do. So it makes sense. But he's going to pick and choose. I'll tell you that. He ain't going to fight anyone too, too hard. Uh, he's going to try and pick guys smaller than him. You see it. He ain't calling out guys big. And, uh, you know, he... He is what he is. You know, you're not going to change him. And uh, you certainly might not like him. And I don't. But uh, it is what it is. You know, I, 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 I'm a little more relaxed about this because his day will come. You just got to be patient. And you know what? he He's saying that he's going to now take off some time, which is just annoying and probably not the best thing for him. He should continue to train hard. Um, it sounds like he just had the biggest win of his life, which really... <laughs> you know, a knockout over Ben Askren. Okay, fine. You knocked the guy out, but like, come on, it's Ben Askren striking. Like he wasn't a world-class striker in MMA. You know, he's a wrestler. So, you know, this might be not good for, for Jake Paul, but we'll, we will see. And, uh, that's really all I have for now. I'm sure I'll talk about it more in the future. That was episode 56 and, uh, I'll catch you guys soon. Thank you for tuning in.